For those of you who have not yet seen the public domain winter spectacular that we did live on December 10th, you can still go to houseseats.live and buy a ticket, benefit Lyft communities, but your time is running out. You only have till the end of this month. That's right. And if you don't know what we're talking about, allow me to fill you in. We did a wonderful live show at houseseats.live. It was the We Got This uh, public domain winter spectacular starring our dear friend Paget Brewster. We settled a bunch of great clean sleigh topics as well as having Six, count them, six great musical guests with some hilarious and wonderful heartfelt songs for you and a special uh, finale that I know all of you are going to love. This show will not be podcast on our feed for a long, long time. So this is your chance to see it and your only chance to see it in its entirety as originally broadcast. So go to houseseats.live, get your tickets before your chance runs out. Do a good thing for yourself and for families looking to break the cycle of poverty in the United States. HouseSeats.Live. Enjoy the episode. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best way to get down a snowy hill. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Ba-da-da. But the fire is so delightful. Ba-da-da. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Hey, Hal, it's a winter wonderland out there, my friend. It sure is. I can't believe how much snow there is. (laughs) My goodness, Los Angeles hasn't seen this much snow in nearly 300 years. We are a little concerned. Uh, It seems like this is not an area of the country that should be getting snow, but it is coming down out there. And, well, we're just hoping that this doesn't mean the rapture. How are things in the studio? Slight flurries look like they're coming up to the plate right now, batting 271 on the season. Today, they're one for three with a walk, two strikeouts, and an RBI double the third. What do you think that old-timey sportscasters would think about 2020 sports having the fake crowd sound pumped into the audio system? Does the check still clear? You know what? You're right. (laughs) This money still spends, right? Yeah, 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 Dave, this money still spends. You're going to be okay. I'll see you at the bar later. The All one right. Underneath the stadium. I'm hitting two for two on scotches tonight. <laughs> had one outburst and an intentional walk to the bathroom when I had too much to drink. Uh, let's talk about snow, Hal. Are you a snow fan? Snow. Yes, I love snow. And that's because I grew up in a place where where it snowed. Mm-hmm. But where I was too young or too weak to shovel and help out. Ooh, that's nice. I very rarely was doing the shoveling. I did lay salt <laughs> sometimes. We'd have yeah. to lay the pet safe salt. The you lay powder. salt on this show all the time, Hal. I'm always laying salt. I'm not scared to lay a little salt. Yeah. I'll do it anytime. You card. <laughs> then I went to school in Syracuse where it snowed constantly. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot to get through, but my memories of it now are how beautiful it was. So I do, I, I never had any real traumatic snow experiences where we were snowed in for a very long time or lost power or got into an accident. So I have positive feelings about snow. What about you? Uh, yeah, I love snow. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, there have been times when I have had to do the shoveling when I lived in Chicago for three, four years and then New York for three years. So wintertime in those cities, you, you definitely get your fair share of snow. Uh, New York City snow is really pretty in Central Park on the day that it falls and then is really annoying come March when there are just big mounds of gray snow yeah. everywhere. It's but it's beautiful at the beginning. Sure. So today, we are talking about the best way down a snowy hill. Who suggested this? Because this is a really fun, sort of funky topic. I'm going to be honest, Mark. I wrote down this topic and forgot to take the name of the person who did it. So if it was you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me go through puberty on that last sentence I just spoke out loud. <laughs> that I'm not recording. 
<laughs> if it was you, shanana, nana, then take a bow, pat yourself yeah. on the back. This is a good fun one. And I think I've thought of only eight ways. Eight. Maybe, oh, maybe 10. Here's what, what I have. I mean, no, I was saying that seems high. Here's what I have. You want okay. to write it down? Uh, I'm, I, I've got my list that I'm keeping. Uh, so you've got your list that you're keeping as well. And we will. You tell me if this, if the stuff on my list mm-hmm. is also on your list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. We have skiing, sled, saucer, shovel, toboggan, tubing, snowboarding, horse-drawn sleigh, <laughs> ski-mobile. Snowmobile? Oh, yeah, snowmobile. <laughs> oh, the ski-mobile is what Ski-Man <laughs> uses to get around Metropolis. Oh, I love Ski-Man and the Masters of the Schooniverse. <laughs> I thought that was the retail movie. <laughs> That's the the mockbuster, <laughs> you know, like Leo, the Lion King of the Jungle. <laughs> I think these are all that I have. Oh, there's okay. also a new thing that I saw on Shark Tank. I'm gonna put that on there. New thing from Shark Tank. And they're essentially skis. They look like ski boots, but they are actually like they have edges on the bottom of them made from some material that goes like across the bottom. So it's almost like you're skating slash skiing. So you can do all your skiing stuff. As long as it's not in deep powder, you can Mm -hmm. do all your fun skiing stuff and you don't have to buy skis. You don't need poles. You just do it all. You can fall naturally. They're really cool. Okay. I'll, I'll have to check this out. Uh, did it, did they, did they get backed on Shark Tank? Did they, did they sign a deal? I don't remember. <laughs> well, hopefully I can get I ju- it. Look, I only um, watched it yesterday. How am I so, supposed to remember? That's fair. Here's how I have my list. Yeah. Now I have a bunch of, when you said sled, I've got, I don't know what you meant exactly because I have a bunch of different versions of sleds. They would all fall under sledding. I know you mentioned a toboggan. The different kinds of sleds that I have listed are the toboggan, which is the flat rectangular with the little curled lip on the front, the flexible flyer, which is the steerable one with the runners on the bottom, right. the saucer, which is just like a big metal or plastic saucer, backcountry sleds, which is a newer form of sledding that almost looks like a kneeboard that you ride on the water. Those you ride it what? on your knees. It's called a backcountry sled. They're very cool. Like, Backcountry sleds are, they're steerable and they have a big surface area, you know, like a flexible flyer. It has those thin runners so you can steer it, but you get stuck really easily. A mm-hmm. saucer, you can go flying down a hill, but you have absolutely no control. Backcountry sleds kind of a perfect combo of the two of them. There's also airboards, which look like pool rafts that are designed for sledding, but they're inflatable. So the toboggan, the flexible flyer, the saucer, the backcountry and the airboard, I would all put under the sled. So we can talk about that category in a minute. I think a sled is the normal wooden and metal one. That and flexible flyer, I would say, are the same. Well, they're all sled. I mean, but they're all different. We don't know if have on here bobsled and luge, which are also sleds. Thank you. Adding those now. There you go. So the sled category is going to basically we could do a whole best sled, but we'll put all of those in the sled category. I think I disagree. <laughs> They're all literally, if you go to a web, if you look up sleds, they are all listed as subcategories of sled. I don't care what the internet's doing, Mark. This is a podcast. (laughs) For goodness sakes. This is a podcast. We are what the internet is doing. Man. What do you think of as a sled? I mean, they're all sleds. That's like saying, I don't count a baseball cap as a hat. All hats are baseball caps. That's like no, saying, no, all, all, ba- all baseball caps are hats. Not all hats are baseball caps. Yeah. All toboggans are sleds. All flexible not all flyers. Sleds, not, not all sleds, sleds are, toboggans. are toboggans. They're different yeah. kinds. And one of them may be the best one. Yeah. That's what I, we're I feel like we're having a fight that we don't need to be having. They're all kinds of sled, but we're that's not what going I to, said. That's we're exactly not, what I said. I, I just want to make sure we understand. <laughs> Wait. What the hell is happening? You just you just said the thing to me Not that I said to you and that you said I was wrong about. No. And then you said it back to me. Listen, I play said back the back tape. To play you. back the tape. We'll play it back. Ken, play it back. Okay. okay I see, see I, I was right. See? I was confused. <laughs> what I'm asking is they are all under the father category of sleds. Right. 
but we are going to judge them each on their own merit. We're not going yes. to just say sled and then we're done. I see. All right. All right. Now, yeah. now we got it. So here are other ways I have. I love that you put one horse open sleigh on there. Yep. <laughs> or horse drawn carriage. I augmented it to one, one horse, horse open, open sleigh yes, in my head because yes. it's the Christmas season. That's yeah, that's correct. We've got tube, snowmobile, snowboard, oh. snurf board, which we'll talk about, which is a thing. Run, just running, rolling, just rolling down a hill. And car whose brake lines have been cut by an enemy. <laughs> so the list is <laughs> run, roll, sled, ski, snowboard, snurfboard, car whose brake lines have been cut by an enemy, tube, snowmobile, and one horse open sleigh. I'm going to go ahead now. I think I, cause I don't think it's the best way down because it seems dangerous. I'm going to go ahead and eliminate car whose brake lines have been cut by an enemy. I, I think, think that's a good move. Unless you think it's the best way down a hill. No, it's it's definitely not. It may be the worst way down the hill. If we come back and do that one, that's already solved. That's a quick episode. Let's talk before we dig into the specifics. By the way, the mm -hmm. boots I was talking about are called ODR skis. They are technically in the ski family, but they are flexible boots yeah. that have a little ski thing on the bottom. They look real cool. I would have been happier doing that than skiing the time that I went skiing, which was a nightmare. Which were created by Johnny ODR ski. Who mm -hmm. I believe was a friend of yours at, what'd you call it? The, uh, Abbeville Let's All Be Friends School? That's, uh, yeah, at Abbeville Let's All Be Friends School. We were, yeah. we were classmates. That's right. Oh, good memory. <laughs> tell me about the one time you went skiing, Hal. You said it was a nightmare. I'll tell you. I, I went with a Jewish youth group I was not a member of. And I, the, a, a girl in high school who's in my school who I had a very big crush on for many years. She was on that trip as well. And I'd never skied before in my life, so I took the little lesson, mm -hmm. learned the basics of it. Neither of my parents were skiers. I don't know if either of them had ever been skiing. Certainly, I don't think my mother ever went skiing. Mm -hmm. I doubt my father has since been skiing. I was maybe 16 years old, 15, 16. And every time I went down the hill, I fell many times, like you do. And this is the bunny slopes. Yeah. One of the times I fell... It was towards the end and I tumbled and when I <laughs> was finished, I was sitting with my legs open. And if you can see, I'm making, I'm putting a, an upside down view where my legs were. Here's where the tree was. Oh, right in your, right between your legs, right between my legs. But did, did, did not, it, did it, did it smack you no, cartoon style? It did not smack me cartoon style. I felt just short. That oh, was the nice. last time I went down the hill. That was what I said. Skiing. You've issued me a warning, and that warning has been noticed and <laughs> taken and taken well. I promise go. I will never go skiing Go down again. a hill again. I will never go down a hill, ever. I did have one perfect run where mm -hmm. I did not fall down, and it was the one time she was watching. Oddly hey. enough, did not result in any romantic possibilities between us. So You guys didn't have hot cocoa in the lodge around the fire that night? No. No, oh, not man, at all. I'm sorry. That's weird. Yeah. It's well. weird that it didn't work out. Yeah. Anyway, that's my, have you skied before? Uh, no, I, you know what? My skiing experience is limited to being a blowhard during the winter Olympics every four years and knowing everything about it, but I've never actually skied. We had a resort in Tennessee growing up. Mm -hmm. And actually I added this one. I just, I just added this one to the list of sleds. Uh, we had a resort in Tennessee growing up called Obergatlinburg which is just outside Gatlinburg, but it does not ever snow nearly enough in Tennessee to warrant snow skiing. So we would go up to this place over Gatlinburg and they would, they would pump, like they would do the artificial snow and really try to fill it up with this artificial snow. Right. But it would just be, cause it was never cold enough. It would just become slush and then ice and then just a kind of a mess. But they did have a thing, a sled that I loved. I love sledding. I've gone sledding my whole life because we did always in Tennessee get enough snow for a really good sled run. And I lived on a hill as a kid. Mm. But they had this thing called the Alpine Slide, which the Alpine Slide was what Obergatlinburg used to make up for the fact that they did not really have skiing. You know how a drainage ditch or let's say the L.A. River from Mulholland that Mulholland built this aqueduct, just sort of a, a concrete V that yeah. is a channel that goes down a hill or slightly on a slope. Imagine one of those carved into a mountain or rather, you know, gently molded onto a mountain 
with some twists and turns, but it's just a big concrete drainage ditch with these sleds that you ride down in. There's no ice involved. I don't think maybe, I don't know, maybe they hose them down and then if it's really freezing, but you have a break. All you've got is a little like one man bobsled. You know, it's like a bobsled, like a luge, uh, that tube yep. and a break. And that's the only thing that you have. And it's the South's way of saying, see, we can get down a hill too, even if there's no snow on it. And I do remember always loving it as a kid in the same way that you love all of those things that seem like mount dangerous mountain things. Are you sure you didn't grow up in Action Park? Oh, Action Park. I would have loved to have grown up in Action Park. That is definitely a... Yeah, the Alpine Slide feels like an Action Park sort of thing. I mean, it basically is. It's the same thing. You get one uh, an air brake, but if the brake... It's just dangerous. I don't like it. That one's eliminate. I'm eliminating that right now. You're eliminating the Alpine Slide? Out of hand. Because I think one of the things... First of all, it has to be fun. You have to be able Mm -hmm. to go fast, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let's set like, up our criteria. Criteria, right? Mm-hmm. Fun, fast, safety. Safety. I don't think I, you know. Not that it has to be the safest thing ever, but also. Do we want to get specific to the thing? Like, do we want to talk steerability? Yes, I think you're. I think the ability to control it should be part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, the the smoothness of the ride, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes going down a snowy hill fun or good or what we want it to be? Like, so it's gotta be, it's gotta be smooth, steerable, safe, and fun, and yeah, fast. I think that feels like yeah. a good set of criteria. Yeah. I was gonna say easy, but you know what? It doesn't have to be easy. Sometimes, no. like, skiing can be that I don't want to el- eliminate things that I don't know how to do just because I don't know right. how to do. Them. I'm gonna put variety on there as well. Okay. Because being able to do a variety of things on your way down the hill rather than just go straight and fast. So I'm going to, you know what? I feel like I can already eliminate a couple of these. Okay. Because if we're thinking about fun, speed, safety, steerability, smoothness, and variety. Look, running down a hill, you have steerability. It's not necessarily safe because you might tumble. Uh Uh-huh. Your speed is determined entirely by your own personal speed. It's not terribly smooth. could be bad on your knees. Not much variety to it. And I'm going to eliminate just straight up rolling down a hill. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because you... You can't really steer yourself as you're just rolling down a hill. And you know what? Oddly, the more speed you pick up, the less safe that becomes. And it's definitely not smooth. And there are also not that many varieties of ways to roll down a hill. Yeah. So I'm going to eliminate running down a hill and rolling down a hill. I'm going to eliminate one, too. If I Which may. one are you going to eliminate? I'm going to eliminate the horse-drawn sleigh because at a certain point, the sleigh is just going to run into the horse. You really want to yeah. take, like, let's also think, would you take this? to a criteria you could use or a benchmark would be like, would mm-hmm. you take this to a double black diamond hill? Ooh. And guess what? You would not take, take a one a horse, horse open sleigh. sleigh. Oh yeah, one horse <laughs> open sleigh. Because eventually you're going to over, either you're going to pull the horse down the hill, poor horse. Yeah. Then he'll or, get upsod. Yeah. Or you're, you're going to run into the horse and then you're going to become a giant snowball with horse parts and sleigh parts and human parts sticking out of it, rolling down a hill, which it just is gets hilarious. bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually until it has multiple people, mm-hmm. multiple horses. Yeah. And also an outhouse. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's going to have an outhouse in there. And I got bad news at the base of that hill. The circus is in town. Just imagine what the snowball is going to pick up when it gets oh, there. Oh God. Which is so weird that the circus would stop right at the base of that hill, right on that cliff. Well, it's, there's a lot of money to be made there. Sure. Sure. I get it. In the middle of the wilderness. That's the best place to set up your spot. Uh huh. Uh, so we're, <laughs> so we're eliminating that. Okay. So we're eliminating the horse drawn carriage. Goodbye. So we have on our list. Sled, skis, snowboards, snurfboards, tubes, and snowmobiles. Let's talk about going downhill on a snowmobile. I feel like that one's kind of cheating because it's powered. Yeah. You know what I mean? The rest of these, you're letting gravity do the work. A snowmobile can be just as fun going on a flat surface. You know I'd what rather I mean? go on a flat surface with a ski yeah. mobile. And going downhill, you can't, you don't want to go too fast because you're already going. I'm like, yeah. a double black diamond. Yeah, if you're on a double black diamond, I'm not hitting the accelerator on a snowmobile. Yeah. So, all right. So we're eliminating, uh, eliminating the snowmobile. Let's talk about skiing and what we know about skiing. 
what do we know? What do we really know about it? When it? I know. Like, all I know about skiing, I've watched on uh, television. Do you but, watch it like you think you could do it? You think it's easy to course. step out there? No, I don't think it's easy. Why do you think I've never done it before? It's one, it's, but it's know. also just kind of a blind spot I have. Like, skiing, I'm like, yeah, it looks fun. I've just never done it. Has anybody ever offered to go? Because they're skiing in yeah, California. Yeah, they're skiing and sure. I've never really had the occasion to go on a ski trip. So if you want to go on a ski trip, Hal? Yeah, okay, I'll go on a ski trip. Can we take your wife, Jennifer, to stand on the hill and watch you ski so that a girl that you like can watch you do something awesome going down a hill? Can we flip it because she actually grew up skiing and I didn't, so she knows how to ski? (laughs) I'll say this. uh, The reason I thought of variety as one of the choices is that skiing has that wonderful variety to it. You've got slalom skiing we did i feel like we did skiing versus snowboarding at one point in a winter olympics episode did we not or did we talk about it just when we did winter versus summer olympics anyway i know we've talked about skiing before because i know i've brought up before i I love the variety of it that you've got the slalom you've got the ski jump which is i guess technically you could do any of these like a car whose brakes have been cut by an enemy could do a ski jump, technically. <laughs> it's going to jump at some point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you have the same sort of control over both, I assume. Skiing, by the way, goes back. Uh, do you know how old skiing is? It is 40 years old. Not a lot of people know that. Close. Skiing is 8,000 years old. Okay. Give or they take. have found skis from 6,000 BC in Russia which I think is pretty cool. So it's definitely, it definitely wins for the oldest on this list, significantly older than uh, snowboarding, which is just slightly younger than snurfboarding, which Snurfer we can talk boards, about. you mean. Yeah, the difference between the main difference, I, there is a difference in size, is mm-hmm. that a snowboard is closer to skis in that there are bindings, and mm-hmm. a snurfer board has no bindings on it. So you are, when that thing goes, like you can fall over and that board will keep going. So did you ever go? Did you, it. were snurf boards a thing when you were a kid? No, no. I just know what, the, I just went and did three seconds of looking at them to figure out what they were. I go <laughs> snurfer boards. How is that any different than a snowboard? And it's because it's, they're binding there. They don't have any binding. Do you call it a snurfer board or a snurf board? Online, they called them snurfer boards. They're like Novak snurfer boards. Either one is, it's a dumb name either way. And it's a dumber idea to have no bind. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. That thing is gone. How yeah. many snurf? There's got to be a ravine in us. Every <laughs> every place where people are surfer boarding, there's some ravine that is just full of snurfer boards that they cannot get to. And they're like, it's gone. Go buy Snur- another one. <laughs> snurfer boards, for those who don't know, the thing about mm-hmm. snurfer boards is it looks like you're on one thick mono ski mm-hmm. that has a rope on the front of it and that is how you steer yourself as you lean oh, back and yeah. you pull on the rope and that's what steers you and it it's looks also like, probably tied to your wrist so you don't lose it yeah it oh, looks like sucks. something that a little kid would make i kind of want people to lose them <laughs> i like it better if they just go flat if you're they just go hill <laughs> and then you see a surfer board and then you see the giant snowball filled with arms and legs after it um I also love that uh, the idea of the snurfer uh, was uh, was conceived and then sold with exclusive rights to the Brunswick Corporation, known for, I believe, pool tables and bowling alleys, bowling alleys. So, well, at least they know a thing or two about smooth wood. Yeah. Um, Bowling, billiards and boards and snurfing only existed for a few years, uh, except for some hipsters that probably do it now. Yeah, you can still Uh, buy them. It seems like a very hipster thing to do, but they they made way for the invention of the snowboard in 1965, yes. which was a combination of they're all sort of a combination of that mono ski version of uh yeah surfing meets skateboarding meets skiing. Mm. Snowboarding doesn't have the versatility I think that skiing has, right? Or the control of I don't know about the controllability honestly between skis and snowboards. Well, it's fun to watch people butt shuffle around and try and get up. I mean, it's hard to get up. If you keep them attached, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to take the skis off to get back off. Then you lock back mm-hmm. into them. Similarly with a snowboard, you can fall over on your back, and then you have to sort of get up from there. Yeah, you have to. It's a it's a slightly different kind of balance that you're trying to achieve because you're riding sideways. You don't get to go down front ways as you would with skis. You're pointing forward, and wherever the wherever your ski tips point, that's where you're going. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why to slow down, you put your knees inward, you turn your skis inward and create like a plow, and that slows you down. If you turn your skis to the right, if the t- ski tips are going to the right, even if your whole body is turned the other way, you're going to the right. There's nothing you can mm-hmm. do about that. I like snowboarding from an X Games perspective. Mm-hmm. It's fun to, yeah, it's fun to watch them do the runs. To do the, to do grinds on stuff. It's really mm-hmm. cool to watch half pipe events in the Olympics. Would not have thought. And this, a lot of the like super popular skateboarding stuff was happening when we were kids mm-hmm. in the eighties and then into the nineties when it really kind of, exploded in a new way and guys like alva and hawk really became more household names that early 80s into late 80s and then yeah the 90s so seeing that translate onto the olympic stage is really really cool and snowboarding yeah, does have that kind of it's not street nothing you do going down a hill because it all costs so much money mm-hmm. all of it has there is like a feeling of like you you can't just th- these aren't like just some punk kids these people had to pay for equipment. Well, that actually leads me to my next thought, which is there is something wonderful about a snowy hill. The kid in all of us sees a snowy hill and goes, I want to get from the top of that hill to the bottom of that hill. There is a cost barrier. There is a geography barrier. Mm-hmm. There is a um, yeah, there's there's there are barriers to skiing and snowboarding and those are the equipment required to do it there are only a few places to do it you have to go to a specific lodge you take the ski lift to the top you find your slope there are all these obstacles in the way of you getting from the top of that hill to the bottom which is why i would argue that i think the winner of the best way down a snowy hill is going to be something that is accessible to everyone and that is going to eliminate skiing and snowboarding and sadly snurfboarding and is going to stick primarily with ways down a snowy hill that any anyone can see that it has snowed, grab a thing, run outside and get from the top of the hill to that bo- the bottom of that hill very quickly. I don't mean from the top of the hill to the bottom quickly. Yeah. I mean, get to the hill and get to doing the thing that you want to do quickly, easily, and relatively inexpensively. I think I see where you're going. And I think from that, we can also eliminate Mm -hmm. luge and bobsled. Yeah. Bobsled is, is very, probably more, (laughs) more luge is, is really on ice more than Mm -hmm. anything else. You're going down an iced hill. That's not really meant for the snow. Right. And that is meant, that is a racing implement. Bobsledding is cool because you all sit together. Mm-hmm. I like cool runnings too. It's a real enjoyable movie. <laughs> but I also don't want to be enclosed. I think there has to be some freedom to it. Yeah. And I think the bobsled is too enclosed. Plus, nobody's buying a bobsled unless they live in an area where they have to have one or they are right. training for the Olympics. So, right. So we're talking about things that are accessible to everyone. So why don't we do this? We know at this point that our winner is going to come from the sled category. Why don't we take a break? Yeah. And then when we come back, we will talk about the different kinds of sled and we will figure out once and for all the best way down a snowy hill. What kind of sled will get you down there? And in the meantime, we want to tell you about some of the great shows on the Maximum Fun Network. How's that sound? Sounds great. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. This is a game we call Zooey Deschanel, where you turn a celebrity's name into an animal pun. You have an example, Manolo? Brad Gorilla Pit. Oh, that's a pun on Gorilla Pits? Yep. I don't know. If that's, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. That's a high-quality game that you yeah. could expect. Dr. Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out, please. 
Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black queer. Feminism. Race. Sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because together, together we're the majority. majority. And we're back. All right. I have a question. Yeah. We talk, I know we're deciding between the sleds, mm-hmm. but does tubing still, is it still alive? You know what? I moved tubing from to the sled section. Clever girl. Because I think it goes, it fits in with airboards. Okay. Here are the, I'm adding one more, by the way, that I had forgotten about. On top of a corpse? On top, on top of, no, but I did, I did, I did go sledding once. I did not have a sled, but I had a guitar. So I just took my guitar case and I slid down. This is in, oh my gosh, why can I not? In an Elvis movie? No, <laughs> it was in an Elvis movie. Mm-hmm. And Margaret and I sure. slid down and weirdly the camera just stayed on us. And it was like the, the hill was a full song long because oh. we sang a song that took the whole way down. That's convenient. Yeah. We're going for a hill slide, baby. A hill slide, baby. My honey and I are on the case tonight. Run down a hill and doing it together tonight. Oh, God. If that was a winter detective noir movie called On the Case. (laughs) (laughs) So here are our finalists, and here's what we have. It is going to be one of these versions of a sled. And they are the toboggan, the flexible flyer, the saucer, the backcountry sled, the airboard, the tube, and the kick sled. I will elim, I, I just wanted to mention the kick sled. I will mention it and then eliminate it because it, it's really more designed for flat surfaces like cross country skiing rather than downhill skiing. Have you ever seen a kick sled? No, that sounds dumb. Imagine a scooter, you know, like those scooters that you kick with your feet. Okay. Imagine one of those, except it is, uh, to a double runner sled with a little like rack for you to either sit, have a kid sit on or, Put like bags or whatever your cargo you're carrying on the front. It seems like a great way to get around very icy places. Okay. Sure. Like if you're from the town from grumpy old men, you would know how to use a kick sled. If you're in Minnesota. Yeah. Who are you saying Kate McManus knows how to use it? Kate McManus, please tell us all about kick sledding. Yeah. I mean, I think this is actually even like more Arctic than Minnesota. Like the, all the websites that I, I was like, what's a kick sled? And I would go to these websites and it was all, it looked like the Swedish chef was their webmaster because it was all umlauts and slashes through the O's and words I did not understand. So let's talk about these because here are our, our criteria. Fun, speed, safety, steerability, smoothness, and variety. Are we going to try and find one that has all of those? I think we're going to find the one that at least satisfies the most of them. Yeah, because it's hard to steer. I love tubing down a hill. It's hard to steer a tube, but it's so fun. I've never done you know it, what I mean? but I would love to. Tubing down a hill is great. The flex or the uh, the saucer. You've done a saucer, right? Yes, that was that was what I had when I was a kid. I had a flexible flyer, too. Mm-hmm. Didn't enjoy it as much. The saucer just seemed like it's fun. It's simple. Easy on, easy off. You can do two people in it if you have to, but it's really more of a solo thing. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you know, a flexible flyer or normal sled, you can sit up on, although you're meant to lay down on it and you hold the front mm-hmm. to steer. But you could sit up on it. You can't really lay down on a saucer. Right. Unless you can lay on your back and pretend you're Gregor Samsa in the metamorphosis. <laughs> I think it all depends, too, on whether or not you're the first person down the hill. You know what I mean? Because you have to make a track for everybody else. Well, if yeah, if you're in a flexible flyer uh-huh. or one of these ones that has a, I'm eliminating. Sorry, I'm looking at this list. I'm eliminating the kick sled now. 
if you're the first one down the hill, yeah. then you've got to make those grooves for the rest of the people going down if it's powdery snow. And that's a downside for the flexible flyer with the two runners on it because those runners are pretty thin. It's much more forgiving to be on a saucer because that you can go on powder snow. You can go on packed snow. snow. It's got that huge surface area for it. Mm-hmm. And you can use a trash can lid, which I have. You can use a trash can lid. You can get down on. You know what? You bring up a good point. I mentioned the backcountry sled. Mm-hmm. The backcountry sled is it gives you the benefit of being able to go on either packed snow or soft snow, you know, fresh powder because it is big and flat on the bottom. And the way that you steer it is with blowing this sort into of a like moonshine jug blowing into a moonshine. Well, it is backcountry. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And there's somebody else with a wash tub behind you playing wash tub bass. And you have to wear camouflage waders to get on them. Or a red union suit where one of the buttons on the butt flap is uh, falling down. Sure. Corncob <laughs> pipe. It feels like the backcountry sled has figured out a lot of things, uh, except how to be available to most people. Like, it took some digging to even... I saw it mentioned in one place, and then it took some digging to find a, a place really? to even get a backcountry sled. Well, that's a problem. That is problematic. And if we eliminated skiing and snowboarding because of the barriers to entry, this the backcountry sleds feel like like pro sledders. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're it just a, it's feels just like, like an a X tub. Games thing. It's just a tub with handles. I've seen these before. Well, it's they're like kneeboards. You know, a kneeboard that you would ride on the back of a boat. Yeah, but they also yeah. you can make longer ones that you lay down in. Yeah, they're called I'm polk limp- sleds too. Polk sled? Polk sleds are similar. Okay. I don't know a polk sled. I'm pretty sure they're similar. Let me take a look. Here's the problem with the backcountry sled. I heard about it. I looked it up. I saw it. They're the Bigfoot of sleds. I can no lo- I can no longer even find the webpage that I found it on. Uh, it is this like, it's this cool like kneeboard that's like, Hey, it is the best of all worlds, but I cannot even find it anymore. It might be one of those things that was on Shark Tank and then disappeared. So we're going to eliminate it. So guess what? Now there is no longer. Good job, backcountry sled. Your inaccessibility has eliminated you from the list, which means now the only ones still on the list are toboggan, flexible flyer, saucer, and airboard and tube. Airboards being just inflatable sleds and tubes being tubes. Uh, Can we eliminate the airboard? Yes. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go down in something that's inflated, I want it to be a tube. Yeah. So we're down to four. Sounds like fun. Toboggan, flexible flyer, saucer, and tube. I've never tubed before. I've tubed in rivers. I've done river. I've tubed down the River Jordan. I've tubed in holy water. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tubed on holy snow? No. Can you the make holy snow? Could a priest in a Catholic area like see that it has snowed, come out and just bless all the snow and turn it into holy water snow? You tell me. They have my permission. Man, what if you built a snowman out of holy water snow? Just there saying. must have been some magic in <laughs> that old nun's habit they found. For when they put it on his head, he began to pray to the ground. <laughs> well, of course he was praying to the ground. That's where all the holy snow was. That's where he's from, yeah. <laughs> That's where he's from. <laughs> holy snow. <laughs> ground coffee. Coffee from my region. <laughs> so dumb. I apologize for that. <laughs> Um, What's left? I don't know. Is it know. tubing, toboggan, so, shovel, saucer, flexible flyer? So here's what here's what we have left. We yeah. have three left. What? We have the toboggan, which is oh. just the toboggan is just a big rectangular thing to slide down a hill on. Yeah. Nowadays, it looks like the sled that you would load your stuff onto, like rope it onto and have it pulled behind the dogs or uh, however you were on a hike uh yeah it's just a big it's depicted old timey as curled wood yeah curled wood basically yeah it seems like our debate here now at this point when there are the so few left toboggans seem rare nowadays rarer than at least in my experience i'm gonna say that than a flexible flyer or a saucer type oh so the shovel's just right out sitting on a shovel oh the shovel that's right sitting on a shovel is pretty great that's a saucer sitting on a shovel is the saucer yeah i don't have a saucer Uh, yeah i don't have a saucer so i'm gonna sit on this shovel yeah snow shovel most likely you're not sitting on on like a spade shovel what's not enough room for your butt so tubing is gone tubing is gone tubing shovels are gone the shovel is the shovel is uh is the the poor man's saucer right but you can ride it 
like a horsey because you you hold on to the handle. Did you do this as a kid at the Arlington Cemetery of Friends School? I did go to Arlington Cemetery of Friends School with a with a shovel. I sat on it like a horsey, but it was dry out. I just that was how I spent my time. My imagination ran wild. Oh, I love that. When you're riding on a shovel, that holding on to the handle is going to help you steer it. Mm-hmm. But really, what it's going to do is when you run into something, it's going to smack you in the face like a cartoon <laughs> rake. <laughs> and that is why it's not worth it. You have no real ability to steer it. Uh. It's a hard shovel that you're sitting on. Like nothing yeah, you- about it. It's like you're 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 sitting there. You're looking at the shovel thinking. It's like thinking, should I ride this horse when you see a horse that's bucking and foaming at the mouth and it's got a knife strapped to one of its hooves and go, <laughs> I think that horse wants me to ride it down this hill. I think that's why that horse is here is for me to ride it. It's not. Yeah. That horse is a murder horse. Do not get on the murder horse. Do not ride a shovel down a hill. You're welcome. Okay, so the shovel's been eliminated. Toboggan, flexible flyer, and saucer. You know, looking at our criteria... Mm-hmm. Cause here's where, here's the problems I'm seeing with this. No. The flexible flyer is great, but the runners mean you can get stuck a lot. So if you're the first one down the hill, if you're the first one down the hill, you're gonna have troubles, but you can steer a flexible flyer. Yes. Because it's got that flexible. That's that flexible. flexible, Yeah. That flexible front bar. A toboggan is just a big, it has a lot of surface area underneath to catch a lot of snow. So you don't really have to be following in runner lines as much mm-hmm. in a toboggan. But the steering doesn't seem as good, right? The steering is, it, it's not as, right. the steering is not as easy as it is on a flexible You flyer. got reins. If there are two of you, you kind of have to all do yeah. it together. You kind of have to bobsled it. Or if you're by yourself, you got to like almost lift it. Yeah. Lift where you're Which is the same, which the is the same uh, premise as a snurf board. You lift the front and you're sort of lifting it and placing it down in the spot you want it to be. And then when you fall off, it keeps going and there's a ravine yeah. somewhere filled with toboggans. Yeah. Toboggans exactly. and surfboards, snurfboards, <laughs> snurfer boards. Sorry. The saucer seems like you could just go and like you can get down any hill anywhere on a saucer. All you have to do is slap that thing down, sit on it and just go flying. But you have absolutely no control. Yeah, the rope up front's not going to help you. The little handles on the side aren't going to help you. You can yeah. make yourself spin around, but you are going to fall. Yeah. You're either going to make it to the bottom, and it's going to be, you're going to slow down. You're going to fly off the thing, and then you're going to have to go find it. Yeah. You're not going to Clark Griswold. It's, oh, oh, if you need to Walmart go find it. Parking lot. <laughs> Say that again. I said, you're not going to Clark Griswold your way into a Walmart parking lot because you put some new food grease thing on it. Yeah, it's non-nutritive cereal varnish. Yeah, you're not going to put a cereal varnish on the bottom of your saucer and fly into a parking lot. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it might be the slowest of these. The saucer? I think the so- I think a flyer might be faster than a saucer because you're less in yeah. contact with the ground. I think, I mean, I had a flyer growing up. That was the one that I had. Yeah. And I just remember, like, when you are setting those initial runs down the hill, uh-huh. there is some frustration because you know you've got to get the grooves right you know what i mean like yeah. and you're going to run into something and and you're trying to put these two very narrow grooves and you're trying to cut a path down a snowy hill so if it's packed snow it's easier right. if it's more fresh powder you're going to be in trouble the deeper the snow the worse off you are in a flexible flyer unless the route has already been established but you also don't want to be you never no matter which of these you choose mm-hmm. you don't want to be the first one down the hill yeah you want everybody else to go first. You want to get that hill nice and packed and greased. Yeah. You want a dense adult to do it who will wait, like pack in some of that snow on their run, whatever they take. Like get like yeah. a pro wrestler, get Brock Lesnar in a in sure. a saucer and send him down that hill. Because what he leaves behind him will be so like well packed <laughs> that you can go down <laughs> it a million times. Just get Brock Lesnar to repeatedly go in rows like the way you're supposed to vacuum clean one row at a time. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have a hill for all the kids. Maybe he does that. He's got kids. He's got a bunch of land wherever he lives. There's snow there. Maybe he brocks his way down every hill for them. He's the beast incarnate. Are we establishing then that the snow on this hill is Brock packed? Yes. Let's say Brock is packed. Okay. He's Brock, so this yes. is so you're not He's the first F5 one down the hill. That hill. This is Brock packed snow. Then it doesn't feel like this is a very difficult one. 
But let's let's try this. We have five criteria. Or we have six criteria. Uh huh. Yeah, we. Have, I'm eliminating variety. That was only on there for skiing, but we've eliminated skiing. Uh, that was that was the primary benefit, I think, of skiing. But I'm eliminating that. So we have five criteria that I'm going to ask you to pick a winner out of the three of our final choices for each of these. And okay? you'll tell me if you disagree. And I'll tell you if I disagree. Okay. I accept so, your terms. The toboggan, the flexible flyer, and the saucer. We Got can also it. discuss them. I see them. Okay. So let's talk about steerability. Flexible flyer is the most steerable of these three. Great. In theory. I've never found that it steered that well. If you're going down a hill fast enough, there's nothing that's going to really Right. Happen. <laughs> of that, course. Those, that, that slightly flexible to the right or the left is an illusion mm. of control. Let's just say that. But of the illusions of control, that one is probably... I would rank them flexible flyer, then toboggan, then saucer in terms of how easily you can steer them one way or the other. Right. Let's talk about this one might be this, this might be a wash, but safety. I think it is safer to go down a hill in a saucer Mm -hmm. on your butt sitting up and you're Mm -hmm. either cross-legged or you got your legs up in the air like a turtle that's on its back Mm -hmm. so that when you eject, you're ejecting feet first or butt first somewhere. You can sort of control your fall. Right. We haven't talked much about the ejection moment. Let's say you hit a tree on any of these things. Mm-hmm. The saucer and toboggan are going to do the toboggan's going to do the best job of protecting you. An old school one, you get the wood curved around your feet. That's going to protect you. The other one that's like a bathtub, a little tub that you're in, that's mm-hmm. going to protect you as well. The saucer you can at least get off of and you're going feet first. Yeah. The flexible flyer is You're just splinters and metal rods. Your head is the point of that <laughs> spear that's flying towards whatever it is. Okay. If it hits a vine mm-hmm. under the snow, which could happen, that thing's going to stop, and then you'll go flying like you're the snurfer board, and you're going to daffy duck your way through a tree trunk. <laughs> and in real life, when you daffy duck your way through a tree trunk, you don't say yoikes in a way. You got to go to the hospital, my guy. <laughs> or you're going to wind up at the bottom of that hill with yeah. all of those uh with all those snurf boards. So safety wise I'd say toboggan then saucer then flexible flyer. Toboggan first then saucer. Yes. Because you have that rope. Yes. Well you well you're also you got a little barrier around you. Mhm. Not the rope because the rope does nothing. It helps you tow it back up the hill. That's true. Smoothness the saucer. You think? Yes. For the ride, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty smooth. And then the toboggan, yeah, the flyer, the thing about the flyer is like you feel every little bit underneath that. You do with the toboggan too. You feel yeah. it like all the little rolls and stuff. It's not the heart, might not be the hardest plastic. The saucer, you maybe feel the least. Yeah. Especially if, if it's an aluminum saucer, like Clark Griswold puts the cereal varnish on. I had a mm-hmm. plastic one growing up. And it's there, none of them are the thicket. You're going to feel what's underneath you. Yeah. None of them protect you particularly from the no. little bumps and bruises. But a flexible flyer is like the resonator inside a guitar. Right. It is. You are feeling everything. Yeah. Now, here's another one. Speed. Mm. That one I got to give to the flyer. You think so? I think so. I always felt like I got the most speed out of a saucer, but. Oh, I get the most speed out of a flyer because there's so little friction. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just two little runners and you go, I can fly in a flexible flyer. A saucer always felt like the flyer's little brother. Fair enough. I'll, I'll accept your premise. What about the toboggan on this one? I guess the, the, the sauce, saucer and the toboggan are going to be running hand in hand on most of these. Yeah. Toboggans can have multiple people in them. Oh, so it's that's true. That's a nice, you know, that's that a nice benefit. It, even, it is a nice benefit, but it also is going to make it slower. Or make it faster, depending on, I mean, if it's really packed snow, then more yeah. of these going to be heavier. You're going to get more momentum. If it's a more powdery snow, then you're going to sink a little deeper. It's going to be harder to get going. You know, I had not thought about the fact that a toboggan can fit two people in it. Yeah, you can fit multiple people on any of these, depending on I the guess size. guess that's true. Somebody can get on your back on the flexible flyer. You could go lapses. I mean, yeah, but that you're, but you're really, you're stretching the. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. A toboggan, you're actually supposed to. Mom and dad to. are going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings me to our final of these, which is fun. I would argue that this last little thing I found out at the end that I hadn't thought about, the fact that you can have more than one person on it. Fun's, I mean, it's always more fun, I think, to share something. And that would put that up there. I just had what do a you think? really sad realization. What's that? I don't know if I want to go down snowy hills. I don't know if I would enjoy it anymore. (laughs) 
I think part of me just died as a result of this episode. I never thought about it. So I said the word fun and that you went, none of these sound fun. That is exactly what I thought. Oh no. The tubing still sounds fun because I've never done it before. And it seems like, it seems like the most, if you bounce, then at least you have a big tube protect your butt (laughs) from the snow. So Hal, do you want to talk about it? No, I have therapy on Tuesday. Okay. Talk about it then. Okay. Just checking. Which of these sounds like the most fun? I was going to say saucer, but maybe it's not. Do any of them sound fun? Yeah. Do any of them sound fun? Not really. I mean, we have to pick one though. I mean, I'm sure they're all the same fun if you, if that's something that you can still get joy from. I guess. I mean, do you even like fun? What is fun anymore? You know, I don't know. Any more topics to discuss? So, uh, please reach out to us. (laughs) <laughs> well this is great we became an npr podcast in two minutes i do think the most fun in my mind i always enjoyed uh-huh. the saucer i liked it more than the flexible flyer because it never got going and i i would equate speed with fun if you're going down a hill yeah. you want to go down fast in fact that's the whole thing is who's going to go down the fastest yeah so if we're saying that flexible flyer is the fastest then i think by default it also becomes the most fun Yes, the I would agree with that. Because you no, let me, together. Yeah, and I, that, that's toboggan a, together. Come on. I mean, how much fun is that? Yeah, I think the toboggan might win for fun also because the flexible flyer has the most steerability. And maybe this is a slightly reckless statement to make, but isn't steerability sometimes the antithesis of fun? Don't you want to, you want to know that you're like taking you your danger? life into your own hands? You want to a little bit of alive? danger? Yeah, maybe so. So maybe the toboggan wins for fun because you can have more people in it and because it's not as steerable as a flyer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. So here is where it stands looking at this. The most, so, uh, the toboggan has won two of those, which is fun and safety. Uh, the flexible flyer has won two of those, which is speed and steerability and the saucer won for smoothness. Knowing that is there one of these that we think is the absolute best way down a snowy hill. I mean, you have all the results there. What, if just using mm-hmm. science and math, which one's the best? You just me, using science and math. That's what, that it, was our thing, right? We took categories. We, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Who, who won? People of the world. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm doing it. Ooh. People of the world. We've looked at many different ways of getting down a snowy hill. So many ways. We've talked about so many ways car whose brake lines have been cut by an enemy that was first one horse open sleigh from the song but the best way down a snowy hill as with many fun things is the one that you can share it's safe it's not steerable so it still feels like there's a little danger it's not the fastest of the three that we talked about at the end but it's fast it's you get down there pretty quick drop that hammer the best way down a snowy hill is a toboggan Asked and answered. Oh, you did. How did I do? How did I do? Okay. It was great. (laughs) Lives are changed forever. (laughs) Happy winter, everybody. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. Researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, who I would love to just crawl into a great big toboggan with and slide down the snowiest hill we can find right into that great big pile of snurf boards. Because we are snurf bordering. Is that what it's snurf bordering? Uh-huh. Snurfer boarding. <sighs> Snurfer boarding. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got, got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.